7 o'clock, Sports Radio 94, WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night. As we are, uh, what, a little uh, less than 48 hours since the Eagles Super Bowl lost post-mortem here. And and it's it's weird. I, I, don't, I don't think I felt this way about the World Series. I, I think with the Phillies lost, I kind of, yeah, it was a bummer that night. And then as the, I was on with post-game with uh, Tom Kelly the night after the Phillies wrapped up the World Series against the Astros. But, like, as the days went on, I just accepted the Astros were the better team with a historic pitching staff. And I... You know, get over it, move on, like whatever the phrase is. I, I just compartmentalize. You kind of tip your cap and say they lost to a better team. And I'm having, this is not, I, I don't feel that way this time. And, and I got to tell you, I feel more bummed out about Sunday night today and tonight than I did last night than I did Sunday night. And I recognize how good Mahomes is and I recognize how good Andy Reid is and I recognize it was a toss-up game from the start. The spread told us that. Common sense told us that. Although everyone wanted to tell me it was going to be a blowout, I, I, I tried to say it was going to be a close football game, and I thought it could go either way. But as we kind of sit here two days after, the, the emotion that I'm feeling, because there's two parts of this, right? There's two parts of, of, of what we're all feeling in the city after Super Bowl 57. One part is you feel, and I think Tucker used the phrase last night, unsatisfied, because the Eagles never got the ball back to try to go back down to tie it or win it. And that call was ticky-tacky, and it was frustrating, and it was annoying, and it felt like we were robbed of maybe the great, uh, greatest inning in Super Bowl history. I mean, it could have happened. We could have had something special there by Jalen Hurts, who already had accounted for four touchdowns. I mean, who knows? Maybe he has, maybe he has the game of, of, of Super Bowl era. Maybe he has the greatest game of Super Bowl history if he goes down and leads him on a drive and wins it at the, at the gun. Like, that could have happened. And he never got that chance. So that's frustrating. But I, I, I've moved. Like, I don't feel as strongly that they were robbed. And I know a lot of you out there do. Like, I, the, the emotion and the feeling I'm having tonight as we kind of continue to decompress and, and rethink about what happened two nights ago. I, I just am frustrated because they blew it. Like, the, the, the feeling I have tonight and the feeling I, I've started to take away from Super Bowl 57 is that they blew the Super Bowl, that the Eagles had chances to win it. And they and Howard said it when he was with us this past hour, they had too many mistakes that added up. And it's frustrating and it's disappointing that they they were bad in the areas they could have controlled. They were they gave this game away. Like they had the Chiefs on the ropes in the first half. They had they had the Chiefs in a spot where if they put their foot down, they could have ended this football game around halftime or early in the third quarter. And instead, they opened the door back up and they gave them a chance to take it. And that is sticking with me. That's the annoying part, that they gave this game away. Quez Watkins would have dropped. Sayamala would have false start. Jalen Hurts would have fumbled. You know, you go through it. Bradbury with a hold. Whether or not we want to say it was old or not, it was. You go Nick Sirianni, and I brought this up last night. I'll say it again. We had a caller called in a few minutes ago about it, and, and I agree with that caller. There were four possessions each in the second half. Four each. Obviously, the Eagles' last one was a, a heave with six seconds to go, so throw it away. So it was four to three in the second half. The Eagles gave away one of their three possessions voluntarily on a punt when the other side has Patrick Mahomes, and your defense can't stop him. Can't stop him. You gave the ball back. This is a coach who's been aggressive the entire year, aggressive his entire tenure in Philadelphia, and you gave the football back by volition, by your own decision. Like, yeah, we'll just punt it back. They set up a two-for-one for the Chiefs in terms of possessions with 10 minutes to go. 
And I know that I, I know Sirianni didn't expect the punt return to go 65 yards. None of us did. But it's frustrating because that was a decision. Like, so mistakes and decisions, the Eagles lost the football game on. That will stick with me. 215-592-9494. What is sticking with you tonight? As you know, you kind of decompressed two days off the Super Bowl. What's sticking the most with you? That the Eagles were robbed of a chance because of the call at the end to go down and either win the game or tie the game? Or is it sticking with you the way I, like what's sticking with me, which is that they gave it away. That the Chiefs didn't take it from them. They gave the football game away. They couldn't stop the run. They had nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. They, the, the punt return had nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. The false start at Sayamalo had nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. The fumble my hurts had nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. Like I, We all acknowledge Mahomes is great. Quez Watkins dropping the ball, nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. We all acknowledge they went down to an all-time great quarterback. I know we had a couple people last night question how good Mahomes is, but like you know, if, if you're thinking straight, we all know he's a great quarter, great quarterback. So yes, that they lost to a great quarterback, but they could have beat that great quarterback. They were up on that great quarterback. They, they were dominating a game with their quarterback, with our quarterback, Jalen Hurts, playing just as good, if not better, than him. So it wasn't about like, oh, well, they said no chance. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. At the end of the day, he threw for 182 yards. He had 21 completions. It wasn't like he had one of those games where he lights you up for 450 yards and, and five touchdowns, which he's certainly capable of. That wasn't the way the game expressed itself. He was allowed to get on a heater in the second half because the Eagles gave the game away. That's what's sticking with me two days after Super Bowl 57. 215-592-9494. Incredibly disappointed still because that wasn't a game that the Eagles and Chiefs were back and forth the whole time. It wasn't. The Eagles were in control. And if they just played smart football and if they just did what they did you know, for a lot of this season, they win the game. It doesn't matter how good Patrick Mahomes is. They still would have won the football game. It wouldn't have mattered that James Bradbury got called for a hold. They still would have won the football game. But you start going through it and adding up all of the mistakes the Eagles made, and that's what's going to stick with me, that it was self-inflicted wounds, that their own mistakes, their own decisions, like unable to stop the run, 65-yard putt return, not going for the fourth down, the Jalen Hurts fumble. The Quez Watkins drop. Like I'm, These all are with me now. And I think they're going to be with this franchise and with this fan base, or at least you know, the, 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 me, like the way I feel, until this team gets back there. It's, it's going to stick with me because they had the chances. If they, you know, I don't know how many of these negative and, and mistake kind of moments they, we need to take away. Like if we had a time machine, we can go back, you know, 48 hours ago. I don't know how many we would need to take away to make it a win. Is it one? Is it two? Is it all five? I don't know. It's, it's probably one or two of these things. Just take them away, and then they win the football game. But that's what's sticking with me tonight. And what's sticking with me 48 hours since the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. It's not that they were robbed. I, I feel they, they gave it away. They allowed themselves to be the victim of a ticky-tack call to, to end the game. But I, I don't feel they were robbed. I feel like they gave it away. 215-592-9494. Where do you, where do you fall on the scale? Do you feel the Eagles were robbed because of how that game ended? Or do you feel like they gave this thing away through a series of mistakes, a series of of you know, just unfortunate moments that that they could, could have controlled? I mean, it's, it's their fault that they fumbled the ball. It's their fault they had a false start before the fumble. It's their fault that their head coach didn't go for the fourth down. It's their fault the defensive coordinator didn't adjust and allow two just, I mean, it's 
easy of touchdowns as you could find in the NFL to Patrick Mahomes. That's their fault. They were robbed. About two days since it happened. Well, Joe, I, I feel robbed, but I don't feel robbed as an Eagles fan. I feel robbed as a football fan because that call robbed us of a potentially great ending. And for 58 minutes, I thought that was going to be the greatest Super Bowl we've ever seen. And we can talk about some of Brady's earlier ones or, or Montana and what he did in the 80s or even go back to when Nick Foles and the Eagles beat the Patriots you know, five years ago. I mean, it was 35-35 with five minutes ago. It was two offenses lighting it up and... The team with less mistakes won the football game. That, that's 100% correct. But I felt robbed because in the biggest moments of the game, the officiating stepped in and said, you know what? We'll take it from here. No need to worry about the trauma. No need to sweat it out. The last two minutes, we'll wrap up. We'll get it over quick. We'll make sure your local news is on by 1130. And as someone who was just excited to watch those final two minutes unfold, and I don't know if things would have been any different if Jalen Hurts would have led them down to, to kick a field goal or, or maybe score a game-winning touchdown. I don't want to project that far ahead, but not even getting a chance, not even getting to, to see that, to see him perform after for 58 minutes, he was just unbelievable, save for one fumble that was returned to her touchdown. Yeah, I feel robbed as a fan of football, but the Eagles made a lot of mistakes, and this is what you do when you lose big football games, right? When the, the, the margin for error is razor thin, we go back and we point to plays like that. We point to Gwens Watkins not catching the ball, Jalen Hurts is... Um, failure to, to to hold on to that football and it returned for a touchdown. The Eagles lost that game, but I think we're all robbed as fans of the sport. Yeah, well, you're not wrong on that. And it's 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 going to be a what if uh I I think until the Eagles win their next Super Bowl. I mean, it, it's going to be a it's going to be one of the biggest what ifs in Philadelphia sports history. What if Jalen Hurts got the ball back with a minute 30 to go, down 3? I mean, it's, none of us are taking the points away from the Chiefs. They're going to kick that field goal either way. But what if Jalen Hurts got the ball back down three with a minute 30 to go? I mean, that, that's it's a major what if now that will last forever. I mean, it's I don't think it's quite the same, but it, you could I know a lot of people have the what if. What if uh, Rob Thompson had left, you know, uh, Zach Wheeler on the mound instead of going to Jose Alvarado in that spot? I mean, the Astros probably still win the World Series. They were in a pretty advantageous spot up a game at home in game six. But, it, you know, these what ifs stand out. 215-592-9494. The way I'm feeling two days out is that I'm just frustrated because they I think they gave the game away. And it, like it started hitting me today, all the mistakes they made, all the little things. I feel that more than I feel they were robbed. Where, where do you fall on this scale? Do you feel robbed? Or do you feel like me that, that they just had too many unforced errors that gave the Chiefs life? And then at the end, you know, a, a ticky-tack call just, you know, gives gives them the game, basically. Steve is in Newark. What's up, Steve? Hey, well, you are so right. Uh, it was a slow death for me because, the, 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 you know, it's football. You give the game away, this and that. There's fumble. There's different things that happen. But the worst ones are the bad decisions. And I, I was one. My wife watches the game, but she comes and goes. And when she comes, she sits down and asks me what's going on. So I end up talking to her, talking to the TV. And on that fourth down play, I, was, I said they should go for it. The, they're not going to stop them. Whether they score from our 30 or their own 30, the Chiefs are going to come down and get some kind of score. So if, if the only chance for that not to happen is for us to go for it. So I was upset with that one. But the, the one that really upset me was they, when we, they, they scored after that, then we came down, got the two-point conversion and tied it up again. And they kicked the ball back off, and the Chiefs get it with like five minutes and 12 seconds to go. 
my wife says, okay, it's tied. Who's going to win? I said, whoever has the ball last is going to win this game. Yep. And I said, now you watch. I said, our, our Gannon's philosophy is he doesn't like to get beat over the top. I said, and, and that's okay when there's a lot of time. But now there's not a lot of time. It's five minutes. We, we cannot allow the Chiefs to have a long drive. We have to get the ball back. So he's going to change. He's going to, he's going to not let them beat us underneath now because the underneath stuff is what takes a long time. I said, you watch. He'll pull the safeties in. He'll, he'll fill the box. And if Patrick McCone, he'll blitz him. If, if he throws something and beats us over the top, that's okay. It'll be quick, and we'll get the ball back, and we'll have the last possession, and we'll win. And maybe, maybe we'll surprise them. Maybe they won't expect us. To, to do that, and we'll get a we'll get a three and out or or a five and out or something, and we'll get the ball back sooner. I said, but he, what he can't do is his normal defense. Watch, he's going to change. He's going to make the adjustment. And a couple of plays go by, and she goes, "Well, it looks like they're still running the ball. It looks like they're still making sure." I'm like, "Yeah, he's he's got he's got to stop that. He can't allow a long drive. We have to get the ball back." And and I just I just this whole, from five minutes right on down I'm like I just don't understand it I'm a fan I don't know anything and I can see this how can he not see this how can he not make the change the time was the factor we had to get the ball back even if it meant they beat us over the top why didn't he do that it, I think that's the fatal mistake that's the that's the thing that really cost us the game was again and not changing the defense to I have to do whatever I have to do to stop the underneath game. You know what, Steve, as you described it, it, it kind of reminded me, I don't know if you ever watched the NFL films on um, the, uh, the Super Bowl between the Seahawks and the Patriots. So when that game was winding down right before Russell Wilson threw that interception, it was kind of like chaos, right? Because like, the Seahawks were like, well, what, what, are the, what are the Patriots doing? Well, what kind of players do they have? Are they going a goal line defense? Are they, going, are they spreading out? And, and the, the coaches on the Patriots side were looking at Belichick to take a timeout, and he looked at them and said, no, let's just see what they do. Like He allowed the Seahawks coaches to make a mistake, and he just sat back and, and let it happen. And the way you described it, it's like I can imagine the Chiefs saying, all right, if this is what you want to do, we'll just use the whole clock. We'll, ju- we'll just run it down until, until there's no time left. When it got to the two-minute warning, I'm like, that's it. That's it. We, we can't get the ball back now with, with – with any with enough time, I'm like I just don't understand it. Yeah. It would have been okay if he had if if we had you know they had Jalen Hurts running around for his life towards him because they made a change, and 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 he had to throw a couple away. He did beat him over the top, but at that point with five minutes, the time is the most important thing. You have to get the ball back, and maybe we would have got an interception or something. He's throwing off one leg. Maybe a deep pass wouldn't have come where he wanted it. It was the way to do it. Stop this with five minutes to go. You got to stop the underneath stuff and take a chance on the over. Yeah, the and what and he, and, and he didn't do that. Well, it's interesting. And Steve, appreciate the phone call. And appreciate your perspective. So the interesting part about what Steve's saying there is, in in essence, Gannon's philosophy and the Eagles' philosophy there worked until the penalty because right because that was that was going to end the possession with about a minute and forty seconds to go. They were going to get the ball back, allowing the field goal. Get the ball back and have plenty of time to you know to, to make a drive. Like it was going to work, but there was no margin for error left. Right, the one penalty that ended it because then they they didn't have time. So, yeah. I, I, but I, this takes me back to the punt, and I I feel stronger about this than I did last night. So like think about it. Like I just keep thinking about this by punting when they did. They gave the Chiefs two possessions for one. Like that that however you slice the math on this and the time. They, they voluntarily said, all right, 10 minutes to go. You get two possessions. We'll get one. Like, there was really no other way that was going to go. Chiefs got the ball back. They scored. 
Eagles got the ball back. They strove down. They scored. They tied the game. Chiefs got the ball back. Like, all right, maybe they weren't sure it was going to be two for one, but they really created a scenario, Tucker, where two for one was was certainly like a decent outcome. Like it could have, it really was possible. Especially the way they play defense, right? right? Especially the way they kind of let Patrick Mahomes in that offense hold the ball. And maybe Nick Sirianni was just playing into large numbers and thought, well, we have to stop them at some point because they've been so good right. so far this the, this half. And then obviously the punt played out and they ended up losing 30 yards uh, field position anyway. But if you go and you look at the math and you look at, at what the, you know, kind of the, the fourth down calculator says, if they went for it and they were successful, their win percentage would have jumped to like 56%. By them punting, it stayed at 37%. I mean, them going for it, the numbers kind of stayed. It would have put them in a more advantageous situation, especially the way they're moving the ball up and down the field. So they're down one, right, at this point when they punt the ball? Down one, fourth and three, 68 yards away from the end zone. So let's just play it out. Let's say they keep the ball. Let's say they get the first down. Let's say they go down and score, okay? So they go down and score. We'll, We'll figure out the time on this in a minute. They go down and score. They go up what? Seven with a two-point conversion? They go for the two. Right. Right. Okay, so they go up seven. Chiefs get the ball back. Let's say there's five five minutes to go. They go down and they score. Who gets the ball last? The Eagles. Right. Or at the very least, you're going to overtime where you're guaranteed a possession anyway. Right. So so if both possessions take kind of a long time, maybe it's just overtime. But if if you have time for three, because right, it ended with three, after the punt, there were three more possessions: two Chiefs, one Eagles. I'm not counting the heave at the end. If they kept the ball, if if they went for it, right? So by not going for it, they they made it two to one Chiefs. If they missed it, it was still going to be the Chiefs with the ball. That doesn't change anything. It's just where the ball's on the field. By going for it, and if they got it, they would have created a scenario where they could have had the two for one. They they score. Chiefs score. They get the ball back. We know so much time. A minute, minute and a half. We a tie game. Like, I just, I, I would love to hear Sirianni, and I'm sure he's not going to talk about tomorrow or the next day. I would love to hear him before the start of next season say if he's had any second thoughts about that. Because that is the one play in the game, the one moment in the game where he affected it. His decision, right? We're not going to blame him for Hurts dropping the ball. We're not going to blame him for Gannon's defense. We're not going to blame him for a punt return. But that's the one I thought Sirianni screwed it up. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night as we still reflect after just a difficult Super Bowl for the Eagles. Uh, And I thought they had, and and they gave it away. And that's what sticks with me. They gave it away more than they were robbed. Where where do you fall on this? 215-592-9494. We'll come back. Your phone calls. And what you hear from A.J. Brown when he knew the Eagles were in trouble on Sunday night. We'll get to the Gannon and Steichen, um, you know, uh, jobs and uh, elsewhere as they become head coaches as well. A lot to talk about. 215-592-9494 at Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Gillio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. Uh, it's it's all us on the line tonight. Uh, we had Howard for the hour, which we uh, we always enjoy riding with the King. The rest of the night we talk because we're still venting through what happened there in Super Bowl Fifty Seven. We'll get eight o'clock. We'll we'll dive into the Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon departures today, which are obviously a big deal. I mean, the Eagles lost its two coordinators to head coaching positions today, so we'll get to that. I've, I think I have a different feeling on it than a lot of people, which is fine. But I, I'm still stuck on Sunday right now, and you know I I just. As much as I am disappointed they didn't get the ball back, 
I, I don't feel they were robbed. I feel like they gave it away. I feel like their mistakes, their little, you know, small mistakes throughout the night gave that football game away. It started to hit me right around the end of the third quarter. When they went to commercial under the third, I I looked over at my wife and I said, I don't, I don't have a good feeling about this. Uh, apparently, A.J. Brown felt the same way, which is not great. I'm sitting on my couch in Bucks County. He's on the field in Arizona. Here's A.J. Brown today. And when he started to think this thing was slipping away. Um, when we went up 27-21, I knew uh, deep down that it was probably a chance we were going to lose. Because he got the field goal there instead of the touchdown. Mm-hmm. So let me throw this at you. So he, he admitted that he felt that way because they got a field goal instead of a touchdown. What, is, what does that tell you? It tells me he knew the Chiefs were going to keep scoring, right? He didn't say that. He didn't throw his defense under the bus. But he's saying, in essence, we had to have touchdowns to win the game. So what do you think he thought when they punted? He was happy when they punted the ball back. If he was, if he was upset at the idea that they that they didn't score the touchdown, they went for the, they got the field goal instead. And I don't know if he was criticizing the decision to kick the field goal. I think he was just more lamenting they needed to score touchdowns to to beat Mahomes. I think I think you know whether it's me on my couch or or AJ Brown on the field there, the, the feeling had started to take over where uh oh. Mahomes is heating up. We got to keep putting our foot on the gas here to score points to finish this game. And obviously the, the field goal versus the touchdown was not what you want, right? You want seven instead of three, and that's what he's saying there. But Tucker, the other part about it is, I mean, I, I have to imagine some of those offensive players were disappointed in that punt. And like if Sirianni wasn't the kind of coach that ever did it, I don't know if we'd be talking about this. He goes for fourth downs on their own 30. He did it against the Niners. He did it against the Packers in the first quarter of a, a game in November, but not the Super Bowl. It is weird because you were moving the ball against them too, right? It's not like you were unsuccessful against the Chiefs right. and you were incapable of moving the ball. I mean, you were having all kinds of success, and I could see if it was a fourth and five, a fourth and six, a, a fourth and seven, and beyond. Certainly you want to be a little bit more conservative, but – on a fourth and three, I don't know. I, I They did go for it on two fourth downs before that earlier in the game. I'm curious how many short yardage plays they had in situations like that. I mean, they ran a lot of Jalen Hurts design runs. Did they think that they didn't have another one in their back pocket because they had already run like four or five Jalen Hurts quarterback draws that if they put up another one on the field, it might get blown up? Well, I, if that's the case, and it's 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 fair question, I, I, I'm i disappointed in the coaching staff. I mean, the other coach has a, a play called Corn Dog Ready to go win a Super Bowl. We, we can't have and a, did it twice. And we can't have a fourth and three ready to, ready to roll here? Let's talk to David and ha- have her time. What's up, David? Hi, Joe. I really appreciate your program, you guys. And thanks for taking my call. First time caller to your show. I'm only going to make one strong point that I haven't heard and I've listened most of the day, and this is what it is. If Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, or Josh Allen was in the same situation, the last play of the game, I would guarantee that what they would do is try to throw the ball high and into the end zone to give somebody like A.J. Brown a chance to catch it and it's a possibility you might get pass interference. Jalen, oh, uh, Jalen Hurts, why did he sh- uh, throw that line drive about 20 yards before the goal line? And did he miss the throw? Did he try to throw it high? Is his arm strong enough? Do you see what I'm saying? So, David, I, I think it's, it's all fair questions. And I, 
My, I wondered the same thing. Now, I, I do think they were so far away that I'm not sure he can reach the end zone from the 35, you know, the other 35. So I'm, that that we I'm not sure about. But I, I think his arm, I mean, he threw the pass in this game to Quez Watkins. Yeah. You know, he threw a deep pass to A.J. Brown. Like, he could certainly throw the ball 50 yards in the air without much effort. Like, he does that. So I, so I don't think it's about his arm strength. But, David, I actually I watched the replay slow down. He stepped on the back of Jason Kelsey's foot as he threw the ball. Oh. I think yeah, it threw the whole thing. Yeah, he missed the, I think he missed the throw. Yep. Yeah, he stepped on his foot. And, and David, I appreciate the call. And I, I'm glad you brought this up, David, um, because it's actually another element that Tucker and I were talking about last night that I actually also goes to coaching. So I think we can all acknowledge there's probably not many quarterbacks in the NFL, but from the 35, is that where they were? The 35, 38, 38. How many quarterbacks do we think could get it into the end zone? Mahomes, Allen, PJ Walker, PJ Walker. Obviously, did it this year, but like, uh, yeah, that wasn't facetious. Would we say there's ten maybe in the whole NFL? Yeah, the the very upper upper echelon. Yeah. So I don't think Hertz could can get it there with you know maybe like it could land at the five and then you hope for like a tip or a, like, but I don't think he get it in deep into the end zone that far away. So what we were discussing last night was, they, would they have six seconds? They did. They, it was originally four, and then they put two, two back on the clock. So why not throw a very short pass to the sideline to get Hertz within his range? It's almost like a kicker, right? Like a kicker, every kicker has different range. It's, some guys are sixty-five, like Justin Tucker. Some guys are more towards the fifty-five. Like if they had th- if they had tried a short pass to uh, whoever you know, Devonte by the sideline, I don't know to the fifty. What's that? A twelve-yard pass? Just just get it to the fifty. 48, you know, the Chiefs 48. I think, they, like, if they could have done it, got out of bounds with one second to go, I think then Hurts reaches the end zone on a Hail Mary from the 50. Like, he could do that. I agree. And I think something, I just, I know there were only six seconds left, but you look how conservatively the, the Chiefs set up their defense, obviously defending against a Hail Mary or anything downfield, and there's an easy way to get to the sideline. And it doesn't matter if you're throwing a Hail Mary with six seconds or two seconds for one second, it's going to be the last play of the game. Like right. You pretty much put all your eggs in that basket, and I don't know. We've seen them do it before. Like Think back to 2017. They did that with Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey in that Giants game. They only had seven seconds. They went 15 yards, got out of bounds with one second to go. Jake Elliott hit a 61-yard field goal. That's another thing I was thinking about. Was there a way or is there a possibility? I know they only had six and not seven, but could they have gotten to where it would have been a 64-yarder? Would you have rather taken your shot on a 64 or 65-yard Jake Elliott field goal than a Hail Mary attempt from midfield? Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that, right? The field goal part of this. Right? right. Like, if you conceivably get to the other 48, if you're able to pick up, was that 15 yards? You could try a field goal to tie it and send it to overtime. It's you, a long shot, but well, I would take cer- my chance on that oh, than a Hail Mary. Oh, certainly could. Um yeah, I mean, that's the, so what we're talking is the only explanation I have to why the ball landed where it did. I mean, the only other thing I could think of is if they throw a, uh, you know, let's say he doesn't step on Kelsey's foot, throws a Hail Mary from the 38, he, you know, he throws it to the other, I don't know, 15, you know, 15 or 10 yard line. Maybe that's as far as he could throw it. Are you, what are you hoping for there? A, a penalty, right? Because the play, the, the, you know, it's going to run out the clock on the throw. So you're hoping for a penalty and then you kick the field goal. I, I don't know. Now, it, it's, we could throw it in the whole bucket of what ifs and, and the little things that went the wrong way. Let's talk to Donald, who's in Chester. Hey, Donald. Hey, hey, Joe. How you doing? Donald, doing all right. How are you? 
you know, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm okay, but um, you, you, you have a, you have a pretty good topic. Um, I wanted to tell you that, um, yeah, I, I was, I was listening to your show last night, and I didn't get on until uh, ten o'clock. You know, and something that stuck with me when uh, Tucker, because I told last night how Tucker had pulled up that stat of how how Gavin had made made the adjustment to play like sixty percent man man coverage right you know Sunday night you know so so you know I'm sitting there you know I'm I'm listening to you you know and my opinion was you you know Jalen had bounced back from the fumble you know we bounced back from the penalty you know Asalamalu had got we even bounced back from the uh from that long punt you know return that that we gave up but it just me. I was just shocked and surprised about about the defense not getting at least two, like two stops. You know, I, I know. I mean, just even just one, Donald. I mean, just I just, just just something. Because, because if you because if we stop them and we get the ball back, that's another long sustaining drive. Unless you know, unless there's a mishap. Unless there's a breakdown in the coverage, you know, and Devontae was able to get behind behind him, you know, unless there's a breakdown, that's a long sustaining drive, you know, because we're sitting here talking about all these things and it's like, man, it's a defense because my thinking was after I talked to you last last week and I was trying to uh, console you, you know. Yeah, I remember. I remember. My main concern was I said now – now he's gonna now Mahomes is gonna wanna get this ball out of out of his hands quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, and also too is is that now I told Tuck last night, you know, I said I'm not making excuses for the pass rush because they definitely could have played better. But man, they hadn't faced the offensive line like the Chiefs all season. You know, the Chiefs offensive line had been battle tested. Well, and Donald, I think they also were they felt disrespected. I heard them talking after the game about how everyone said all week the Eagles pass rush, the Eagles pass rush. Like they they, they felt like, hey, we're pretty good too. Yeah, but but, but you can't. That didn't no. But but you can't do that. If they they give up the fewest sacks and they had a they had a rougher schedule than we. Yeah, they're good. I mean, it's a good offensive line. So so you know, I'm thinking. I said, well, this is one of them games where where the secondary is going to have to give those guys a chance to get at Mahomes. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to have to give them, you're going to have to, because we don't hear about coverage sacks anymore, Joe. Well, we don't hear about Well, they, they certainly, and Donald, man, I appreciate it. They certainly didn't happen in this game. I mean, this what, that just didn't happen. I mean, the Eagles got um, not enough pressure when they did get their Mahomes moved. He made a throw. There were guys open. That The coverage was not good enough. Um, in this game, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. What's hitting you more right now? The feeling of this was robbed from the Eagles. The chance to come back. The chance to have that that drive by Jalen Hurts because of that call, you know, on Bradbury. Or are, are you feeling like they blew it? Because that's the way I am. I, I feel like they blew this more than it was taken from them. You know, I, I could think of five, six little things in this game, whether it be decision-making by a coach, whether it be an adjustment they didn't make, whether it be a penalty, whether it be the fumble, a drop a, a catch by, you know, a drop pass by Quez Watkins, the punt return. It, it is, it is, it's ironic. You know, the things, I almost think it, it's weird. This team this year made all of us feel right no matter where you stood the entire season. Right, we all have our different takes and our opinions on things. Right, some of us before the season were really in on hurts. Some needed to be convinced. Okay, well, we all came around by the end. 
And by the end, look, look, everyone was on board. Jalen Hurts is a is a star quarterback now. We're all excited about it. And it, you probably had your opinions on Jonathan Gannon. And if you were one on Gannon that said he was good, he knows what he's doing. Well, after the Niners game, you were like, see, told you. And if you were one that thinks Gannon stinks, you wait until after the Super Bowl and you say, see, I told you. And if you were on the defense, it's going to cost them. If you were on the run defense, it's going to cost them. If you are on the special team, it's going to cost them. Well, you probably felt so good or you know, bad they were not playing well, but you felt like vindicated in late November, early December. Like, see, I told you, this is a problem. They're a problem. And then it got better, and the special teams figured it out, and the run defense patched it up. And it was like, all right, maybe maybe they're not that big of a deal. And then what happened to the Super Bowl? They got gashed in the run game, and Gannon's defensive scheme didn't work. And obviously the special teams cost them. A 65-yard putt return there is just, it's a disaster. It, it's, it's a disaster. 215-592-9494. John is in Springfield. John's on WIP. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Good, John. What are you thinking tonight? They gave that game away big time. And in the beginning of the game I'm watching, I'm, I'm cursing at the TV because you have Hassan Reddick who leads the league in sacks, or, or one behind, whatever, behind that Bozo Bosa who we dominated him when we played them. And they have him dropping back in coverage. First, he had, he was like double-teaming Kelsey. He'd chip him at the line, then he was dropping back like a linebacker. He should have played on the end the whole game and moved around. And maybe we'd have gotten a sack. But they, they just – and, and T.J. Edwards, he's a joke. He's got to go, too. Well, he's a free agent, so he might go. This might be, That might have been his last game. Yep. How, how, many, how many plays in that game did they run the same play? In the back, they had the guy motion in the backfield, fake the ball. He would go for the fake. Oh, he and did it a lot. To, it happened a and lot. And would go to the opposite side. Yeah. And where he was supposed to be, even the announcer said, where he was supposed to be, the running back, Pacheco, whoever had the ball, ran right in that hole where he where he should be. But he ran the opposite way looking for the ball handler who never had a ball in his hand. He he He, he was a joke the whole game. Yeah, the, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs' misdirection, the Chiefs' plays, really. They they, yeah, they they got the, they had the Eagles thinking on defense instead of reacting, and that that's never what you want. But they they ran the same play over and over again. How many times down in the in the red zone when they scored that one touchdown, a guy's wide open. Who gets wide open in the Super Bowl like that? I mean, that, that were, John, that was just open. That line. that was it. Mahomes will never have an easier touchdown pass in a big game. Uh, it's, uh, twice, and it's the biggest game. The, the problem is with the Eagles, and it's been that way forever. Jimmy Johnson was the only, and, and Buddy Ryan was a, a jackass, but I'll give him credit. If Buddy Ryan ran that defense we had or Jim Johnson, we would have destroyed them. We would have had numerous sacks. I don't care if it was Mahomes or if it was God in the, or the quarterback. We don't have the right. The Eagles never go out and pay for a top uh, coordinator. They never have. They go to these no-name people, no-name coaches, coordinators, you get what you pay for, man. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even sure. Yeah, I, and John, they're do it again because they're both gone. They'll well, they again. are, and it, it's a big deal. They're both gone. John, I appreciate. I'm not even sure. Like, who is the top coordinator to pay for? I mean, I, I think they want Vic Fangio. Would he count? But he's going to go down to Miami because he, I think he already told them he would. Um, as far as you know, what they did with the defenders, I, I did think they were, they did a couple times show Reddick kind of bump uh, Kelsey and then go into his pass rush. And I didn't love that because I feel like you want to let him get his own momentum going. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know how many times they actually did that. As far as coverage, I, I didn't see Reddick in coverage much. He played one coverage snap, according to Pro Football Focus. So yeah. take that for what it's worth. I will agree, though, 
TJ Edwards was a, a liability on the field. And you you look oh, at yeah. where the the Chiefs targeted the Eagles. TJ Edwards and Avante Maddox they were targeted a combined thirteen times. A lot of eleven catches for like ninety seven yards and a touchdown. I mean, there was clearly a, a setup in this game where they were going to attack the middle of the Eagles defense and. They they were successful with it. Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, when TJ Edwards was first brought here, right, undrafted free agent in Wisconsin, wasn't the whole thing like, yeah, he could tackle, he could stop the run, but TJ Edwards is not athletic enough to play high-level linebacker in the NFL. And I think he broke through that glass ceiling. He's obviously been a good player for the Eagles. And, uh, I mean, for an undrafted free agent, he's had a really good run. But... Didn't it come back? Like, I, I, there were a couple of plays where they would do the crossing routes to Kelsey. I'm like, he can't stay with him. What are we doing? No, especially if you're playing man. I mean, having TJ Edwards kind of follow him around the field makes no sense. It's one thing if you're playing zone and, and he's kind of bracketed with a safety or even Maddox um, or, or Gardner Johnson over the middle. But, yeah, if you're playing one-on-one TJ Edwards uh, against Travis Kelsey, that, that's a huge losing situation. And that's something the Giants did. In Week 18, when the Eagles struggled against the Giants, he was targeted eight times that game, too. I, I think it was something teams kind of keyed in on this season was getting him isolated in, in, in coverage. One thing I kept saying all year, when the run defense started to go down and the linebacker play was not as good as it was in the beginning, whether it be Kaiser or, or TJ Edwards, I kept saying all year, why don't they get N'Kobe Dean on the field? And maybe, I'm, maybe I don't know something. Maybe he just mentally wasn't ready yet. But, like, when they drafted N'Kobe Dean, didn't we all say instantly he's their most athletic linebacker? Like, just a- athlete. He's the best athlete they have. He was a star at college at Georgia. He could run down, play sideline to sideline. I-, I found it weird the whole year that they never worked him in. Like, he got to play in blowouts against the Titans. I think he played a little bit at the end of the season against the Giants. But, like, as White and Edwards had their ups and downs, and I think for the most part, Edwards had a good season, for the most part. But Kaiser certainly had his ups and downs. They never seemed interested in getting Dean on the field, even though I think it's pretty obvious he's going to be a starter next year. Like, they're not going to sign both these linebackers back. So but maybe they sign one. The other one goes leaves. But, like, it's just odd to me they never worked him in. They were just like, nah, that's next year. And they had a big enough lead in a lot of games where he could have gotten a handful I know. of snaps. I mean, he only played 47 defensive snaps the whole season. And take away 15 against Tennessee and 13 against the, the Giants the following. We get 28 that two-week span where they were dominating teams. It's what, 19? 19 snaps in the other 18 games they played? It's, I, I just, I don't get it. I, that That's one thing I do not understand. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Jonathan, who's up on WIP. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call, and happy Valentine's Day to you and your, your uh, family. I uh, appreciate that. You too, Jonathan. I appreciate you making the call. Thank you. Um I have a quick story, really brief, and then I'd like to comment on a game. Yeah, go for it. I'm I'm 50 years old. I was born in 1972. In 1977, my father, the biggest Eagles fan you ever want to meet, the man been an Eagles fan since 1958, he goes out, I think the Models, but I'm not sure if they were around in 1977, but he goes out to get me a football uniform. They're sold out of the Eagles football uniforms. So he looks around, they got the Cowboys, the Redskins, they got a bunch of division teams, the Steelers. He says, well, I don't have a problem with the Rams. Let me go ahead and get them a Rams uniform. So as a five-year-old, I come down for Christmas, open up my gift, great, the biggest box is the one you always go for. There's a huge helmet and the whole Rams uniform in there. 
So I've been a Rams fan since 1977. Now I'm from Mount Airy. I love me some Sixers, the Flyers, the Phillies, but I've always had a healthy rivalry when it came to the Eagles because of that. Well, my father passed away just before Christmas. So did my best friend, both of them, huge Eagle fans. So I'm out here in Dallas. I say, okay, I'm rooting for the Eagles through the playoffs, you know, because my heart's hurt and they represent my dad. And I go to a sports bar to watch the Super Bowl. There is a ton of Cowboy fans in there wearing Cowboy jerseys rooting for the Eagles. Shocked me. I've never seen that How about that? I wouldn't have expected that. Never seen that before. But they were all almost to a person rooting for the Eagles wearing Cowboy jerseys. So I'm watching the game and I'm saying to myself, don't Philly this up. And what I mean by that is I've only seen six championships for out of four sports for the entire city. Well, like I'm you said, sure. Jonathan, you're a fan of the other team, so you, you, I, you know what it's like to Philly things up. You get it. Absolutely. So I'm not counting the stars. I used to love the Philadelphia stars. I'm not counting them because all they did was win. But I'm talking about as far as the four major sports. So the reason why the Eagles lost that game, I'm hearing a lot of things about the refs, blown calls. No. The human element you cannot take out of the game. Refs, blow calls, 50-50 calls go both ways. The Chiefs had some bad calls on them. They had a scoop and score that I thought was a legit scoop and score that was called back. They had some other things that was called against them or called for the Eagles happening in that game, too. The Eagles lost that game for one reason. They made the big mistakes. The Chiefs didn't. The only mistake the Chiefs made was they missed that field goal. Nobody's talking about they missed the chip shot field goal, yep. but they did. Yep. That was the only mistake that they made. The Eagles, as great as Hurts played, and believe me, that young man played great. You cannot drop the football and allow a scoop and score. Well, to you, Jonathan, to your point, I think people don't want to say it because they don't want to take away from how well he played, but you're right. You, we could say both. Jalen Hurts played an incredible Super Bowl, but he gave the other team seven points yes. in, in a three-point loss. That's the truth. Yes. Look, look at the, the history of football and tell me what teams' records are when they give up a scoop and score. Oh, it's probably, it's probably lose, bad. It, or, it's, or pick six, right? It's probably really bad. Right, right. Or lose the turnover battle right. yep. in general. So you can you can chalk it up to that and that punt return that they gave up. It was a horrible punt, first of all. If he's going to punt it like that, oh, you might as well go for awful. it. Awful. I mean, it, it, I, I actually think he's, he punted to the wrong side of the field because it looked like the Eagles were running to one side, and all of a sudden he's on the other side with the ball. I agree. I agree. But um, – we don't want to make excuses, and we don't want to rip people. Oh, first of all, I, I want to get this in, too. I'm happy, very happy as a Rams fan with the Arizona Cardinals hire. I'm not trying to rip the guy that's your defensive coordinator, but I want him to play that defense against us all year. That's what I want. But um, the Eagles are a phenomenal organization. They are, to me, the apex of the Philadelphia sports teams. And I've been pretty much rooting against them my whole life. But after losing my dad, I'm going to be a pseudo Eagles fan for the rest of my life. 
Uh, they'll be my number two team, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But, the, you know, the refs didn't steal that game. You can't take the human element out of football. The Eagles lost that game because they made more mistakes. Yep, and, 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 and that's it, and that's period. that's what the game comes down to. Jonathan, man, I appreciate your call. Condolences on your father, and um, I appreciate you calling in tonight. But yeah, I mean, it, the call is going to bother all of us for a long time because it feels like it, anticlimactic. Like, that's it? That's how it ends after this great shootout? But the Eagles put themselves in that spot. They had four or five or six you know, really game-changing mistakes, whether it be physical or mental mistakes, that that including the coach punting, which I I, just, I still am bothered by. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. We'll come back. Your phone calls. What's sticking with you more right now? The fact that the Eagles got robbed, or that they gave it away? For me, it's that they gave it away. And when we get back, we will discuss who the Eagles are going to miss more: Shane Steichen or Jonathan Gannon. And I, I may have an unpopular feeling on this one. I, that's my guess. If people already agree with me on this, that's fine because I, I think it's pretty clear they're going to miss one of these guys more than the other. We'll discuss. 215-592-9494 at Sports Radio 94 WIP.